BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Bringing you the latest from the world of sports, DFS, and gambling. With over five years of hot takes and millions of downloads later, I guess he's been doing something right. Now, sit back and listen to one of the sharpest minds in the game. Here's your host, Dwayne Callender. Hello and welcome to the show, everybody. Quite the weekend. A lot to talk about. Still have to talk about Live and the PGA Tour merger, or as some people have phrased it, hostile takeover of the PGA Tour. We got NBA Finals. Just a whole bunch of items to cover. But I'm going to deviate slightly because this I saw this story crop up, and it doesn't get talked about a lot because it's college baseball and, you know, no one really focuses on baseball that much, let alone college. Although we're going to talk, I'm going to mention Ellie De La Cruz though. <laughs> like cause that dude, that dude is going to be a problem in MLB. But we, I got to talk about this because this came up during the college baseball world series. And th- this was beyond insanity. We literally had a college pitcher throw over 150 pitches like over 150 pitches last night. Like I I could I couldn't believe this. But literally we had it in the the Stanford Texas Super Regional. I mean, winner goes to the College World Series. And it's a big deal like for uh, these schools uh, to go to the College World Series. Yeah, I mean, obviously all these games are covered on ESPN, but you know, in terms of getting to uh the World Series yeah, it's a big deal and probably the biggest stage a lot of these players will ever play on in their entire lives. It's it is not an easy grind getting to the majors. Like so, this oftentimes for college players is uh, the top of the uh, the echelon. But this was insanity. They were facing elimination, but Quinn Matthews was not throwing a no hitter. He was not throwing a perfect game. Matthews, I mean, I'm sorry. It was his final game of college at at home at Stanford. He threw over 150 pitches. There's no sense in this. There's no sense 
in this. Like, the last time we had anyone come close, and just for those who do not understand context, because I go crazy over pitch counts all the time in baseball. But believe me, I go crazy over pulling a dude after 100 pitches. But there's there's levels to this. Your arm matures at different stages of your career. If you aren't guys like an outlier that regularly threw a ton of pitches uh, over 100, it, you know, trying to just keep chucking the ball, uh, it's completely irresponsible and damaging to a pitcher's career down the line. The car, uh, the Cardinal, I mean, they left this kid out there, didn't warm up anyone in the bullpen. They were up 8-3 to three in the ninth. Like, again, guys, I understand it, your season's on the line. It's an elimination game. How bad is your bullpen that you got to have a guy pitch that many pitches? Because he left the game at 156 pitches. They were up five runs. Like, I'm not, like, come on. We, we got to be reasonable here. They were still up multiple runs in the eighth inning. He could have left. Like, I'm looking at the, the box score. This is utter insanity. Utter insanity. No one can understand this on Twitter because I, and again, I don't usually like to, uh, like, go off on teams that, like, I haven't followed because, yes, I will watch college baseball. I'm not intently watching uh, Stanford college baseball. But I have to believe that there is a college bullpen in the world that could have closed that game out up five runs through after it, after he was already over 120 pitches in the seventh inning. Like, th- to me, there's, like, as a coach... Like, you're going to blow out this guy's arm just to make the College Baseball World Series? Like, dude, it's not even the final. It's just the, it's the Super Regional. Dude. <laughs> Man, I'm, I mean, this was crazy. So, and I was trying to think of who's the last time I saw someone go, like, even into, like, Past 125 in in the majors. It's someone brought it up. It was uh, yeah, it was Keith Law. Uh, Keith Law brought it up that Tim Lincecum was the last dude to throw over 135 pitches, and that was in his no hitter in 2013. Like that, ten years ago, ten years ago. Like the majors got away from this. College is like one of the few landscapes where coaches can be that tyrannical with players and not give a sh- give a damn. It, it is so irresponsible what happened last night. I mean, I was coming off uh, like the PGA and whatnot, and we'll talk about PGA uh, my, because my dad's been waiting to talk about uh, PGA and live, but it was absolutely crazy. One hundred and fifty-six pitches. 156 pitches. Like, these are not professional athletes. Yes, Matthews got drafted uh, in uh, the 19th round of MLB. And the thing is, 
what uh, some of you guys don't under, may not understand is that with MLB, usually you get drafted by a major league team and then you go back to college to improve your draft stock. Like projection wise, this guy uh, Matthews is likely to be somewhere in the fifth, sixth round of the MLB draft, and because of throwing this many pitches, yeah, he raised his national profile. But now you're going to get teams looking at him saying. I don't know about his uh, potential risk of injury because of how many pitches he threw in college. Like this is a big freaking deal. It's a big deal. Like I'm, I'm just saying. It's like now we're gonna get qu- people questioning uh, his health, uh, his potential health uh, long term because of how many pitches he threw last night. That that is like, it is the height of irresponsibility. Absolutely insanity. I, I I can't believe I can't stress that enough. I can't stress that enough. How how reckless Stanford was. So maybe they win uh, their their rubber match uh, to advance to uh, the College World Series. But Stanford counting on Matthews to do anything else past this point, like this is uh, this is crazy. But the crazier thing is. This like it wasn't even the highest pitch count this year because we had uh, he was second second I mind I mean I remind you the highest of the majors with professionals was one thirty uh, one thirty five over ten years ago Matthews threw one fifty six and he was second amongst college pitch uh, pitchers this year and believe me. I, I'm going to get the argument from some of you guys saying, it's like, oh, but he, he did it for the team. He's sacrificing for the team. It, the team knows to pick him up, too. It, 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 that's why it's a team. It's not It's not a, like, solo, I got to uh, carry all by myself. Like, yes, he had 16 strikeouts, but listen, someone else could have cleaned that up for him. I, like, I'm sorry. Like, uh, to a man, I, I bet some of his teammates were probably thinking like, yo, let me come in for him and at least get, give him a blow. Like th- that is just, hate it. Hate to see it. Hate to see it. Like it, it, it's just one of these things where it's like, these guys are blowing out their arms before they even have a chance to see what they could be down the line in the majors. It's a big problem. It's a big problem with uh, Major League Baseball, with uh, Tommy John surgeries and so many guys going on the shelf. And part of it is because of the college game. It's a big deal because they, they overuse them in college, and it's absolutely ridiculous. But be that as it may, you know, PGA, uh, Canadian Open uh, this past weekend, we had... Nick Taylor making me quite a bit of coin with a 72-foot putt <laughs> to win in a playoff uh, tie break with uh, Tommy Fleetwood, which was crazy because they kept playing the par 5 18th hole, which was, you know, not for lack of a better word, the easiest hole on the course. <laughs> like, I, I, I still don't understand how usually, like, most courses... The second half plays harder than the first half, but this was like a unique course where it, at the RBC, like it was easier second half than the first half, and the 18th hole was probably the easiest hole of them all. So it was tough to try to get a winner because 
you know, they kept, they kept as poorly as in, and again, part of it was just nerves and fatigue that some of the drives that were coming out of there, you could still at least salvage par. It only came down to the fact that Taylor just hit that ridiculous putt uh, from 72 feet to win it all and be the first Canadian golfer to win that tournament in 69 years with the home uh, home country fans like cheering them on. Like that whole event, like the way it was shaping up with Nick Taylor uh, winning it all, like that started to sound like a Ryder Cup event because of the fans cheering. And yes, some people would sound aggrieved because they were like, oh, they're cheering for uh, Fleetwood uh, to hit bad shots. Like they're, they're not trying to be disrespectful. Uh, although you did get some of that with the French Open uh, crowd fans at times, uh, uh, with the tennis tournament over the last couple of weeks, uh, with, uh, with Roland Garros, but you know, they were trying to cheer on Nick Taylor. They hadn't had a Canadian win in 69 years. So like it was a big deal for Canada. So, you know, uh, Taylor, I believe that's his third PGA tour win. Uh, nice, uh, Nice to be going down in the history books of Canadian sports heroes uh, for himself as well. But, you know, even with all that, you still had uh, Adam Hadwin, <laughs> um, a notable PGA Tour golfer, getting absolutely tackled to and speared to the ground by security because he's trying to spray... Uh, Taylor and celebrate with sh- a champagne bottle and security didn't recognize him. But like, if you watch on uh, Twitter and <laughs> like TikTok, like it's crazy that whole sequence of events. Uh, Cause there's like, it's like the Zapruder film where there's so many different angles. You can see all the different angles where security is just tackling Hadwin, but it's like the best one is like the point of view camera where literally you see the swim move that the security guard used uh to get around uh taylor and his caddy to tackle uh hadwin and then you see the reaction of uh taylor and and his caddy just like like no 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 i mean it is i mean thankfully no one was hurt but man it is absolutely hysterical to look at (laughs) because every time i look at that clip i I keep shaking my head and uh you know (laughs) just like how wild that whole entire sequence is because the security guard, you know, he's trying to do the right thing. He's try, trying to, but a little too over aggressive, a little too over aggressive. But I get why, just because like that whole situation was getting raucous and like you're worried. But man, oh, <laughs> that 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 was like a blooper reel. Then people were like, uh, because of the tackle, they were sending clips to the CFL and showing clips to Dana White. Like that was that was an entire. That was a sequence in of itself, but you know, thankfully everyone's uh, doing okay and uh, great tournament. You know, welcome distraction from uh, the PGA Tour and the live news that you know we got to talk about. At the end of the day, we still don't know what's going on with PGA Tour and Live. Yes, they've announced the merger, but technically, we don't know. Who's really running what? Because they're saying Jay Monahan's in control of the situation, and that uh, Yasir, who runs the Live Golf Tour, is going to be on the board of directors and be the chairman of the board. But with uh, 
Saudi Arabia essentially funding everything that with through the PIF, uh, you know, is it really going to be the PGA Tour running things? With you know, it it seems unlikely because you know why would the financier just cede all control to the PGA Tour just for the hell of it? Now, was it done more in in terms of perhaps? getting it through antitrust uh, uh, investigations and that this was the entire plan all along for uh, the PIF and uh, Mohammed bin Salam uh, to MBS to uh, basically get a stake in an American sport just and not be technically tied to it, but, you know, still be under the guise of, of, of a, you know, expected merger with the PGA, put more uh, funds into the uh, PGA tour itself. Because the PGA Tour said they were going to fight this tooth and nail, and the capitulation in less than a year from doing full-scale lawsuits to just flat-out merging, this isn't the equivalent of what we've seen in the Premier League where Newcastle was acquired. And I talked about this in, 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 in prior episodes of, you know, the introduction of foreign governments into... A, a sports arena does change things quite a bit from a perspective standpoint. This is larger. This would be the equivalent of Saudi Arabia buying the Premier League in its entirety is what we have on our hands here. Now, from a monetary standpoint, the reason why this can happen is that, by and large, the PGA Tour and the players, they still make less money than your average NBA player. So... As good as you see John Rahm play or Scotty Scheffler, they're still making less money than Julius Randle in a given year. They're still making less money than, you know, <laughs> I mean, uh, he, he's about to get paid, but like Jalen Brown going to make more money in the offseason for the Celtics, even though everyone's making fun of him. Uh, Jalen Brown's going to be making more money than pretty much the top 10 golfers in the world. That's just it. Like from prize money standpoint, he's still going to be making more money because he's going to be making uh, over uh, over forty million. That's anyone in the top ten. It, like that's what, just it is what it is. Like golfers, you know, Tiger changed the game for golf, but Tiger was doing it still mostly through advertising money through Nike. That's how Tiger became a billionaire. It was more the advertising money, prize pool money. Tiger was still massively underpaid, but he changed the game. He he elevated golf into another stratosphere that the likes of which, you know, we probably will never see again from a professional sport taking it to another level. Because I from yes and a, yes, I know there's Jack Nicholas and Alana Palmer. Yes, that elevated golf. I'm not trying to disparage and say no, but from a financial sense and from a TV viewership sense. Golf was distinctly behind other sports. Like, it was behind tennis and other sports. Especially globally. I'm not talking just domestically. I'm talking globally. That's what Tiger did. This deal with uh, the PIF and Liv, technically, from a broadcasting standpoint, with the additional money and prize pools, and we'll see what happens with the Liv golf tour. Because Greg Norman has said Liv is still ongoing. We will see what that means. Because... 
for me, I would always look at this and say, it's like, Greg Norman's probably one of the most least uh, safe people in the, in, in the stance of this overall merger because if there's bound to be sacrificial lambs in, in ty- type of merger talks and the amount of bad blood that was stirred between Norman and PGA Tour. There's a very real chance Greg Norman is on the outs from the PGA and this entire merged reality with uh, the PIF in less than two years. It would not shock me in the slightest if Greg Norman was uh, left out in the cold in less than, in two years or less, and he gets a nice golden, uh, golden parachute to be sent along his way. But we don't know what this is going to work out to be. I mean, there's talk of the guys who stayed loyal to the PGA Tour getting some type of equity in the new venture moving forward. I would like to see how those, that, those numbers work out, because regardless of you're getting some equity in the in new entity, if you were a guy who left, so you're Brooks, Kepka, or Bryson DeChambeau, or Phil Mickelson, and you're clearing north of, like, I mean, Cam Smith got, uh, like, we think we got uh, Cam Smith left for 400, like, somewhere about three to $400 million. That money in hand, still better than probably what you're going to get in equity. Like, I'm, I'm just being honest. Like, I... I I think the part of what's going to chafe a lot of the PGA Tour folks who said that they were staying loyal and this, that, and the other is the fact that how quickly the PGA Tour capitulated and the fact that they had the players essentially be spokespeople for the PGA Tour saying that they weren't going to sell out and that they couldn't be bought. Yet they just got bought in less than 18 months. It kind of makes you look foolish. Kind of makes you look foolish in terms of, you know, what your choices were. Because, yes, you could say that as like, oh, well, it was taken out of my hands. But at the end of the day, you know, there are going to be guys and like Martin Keimer, like uh, who left for live. He called it out and said, he's like, I want to see if some of those players who said that, that they would never sell out and weren't going for blood money, if that they're going to now agree that they're going to play on the Japan tour. Because now that this merger is going to happen. Keimer, Keimer technically has a point. Like, if if you want to stick to your morals and that was the end-all, be-all for you, then, yeah, you're probably going to have to leave, which is crazy. But, again, the hyperbole that was going around is what leads you into this spot, and that's part of what my dad wanted to talk about, too. So we're going to take a quick break. We'll bring him on and then uh, probably get into some NBA Finals talk as well. So stick around. Don't go anywhere. The Fantasy Throwdown Podcast will be right back after our sponsors pay the bills. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome back to the show. Hope you got your popcorn ready. All right, Kelly. So I got you on the line here. 
you know, obviously the big news in the golf world was the PGA Tour and the announced merger with uh, Live Golf uh, through the PIF and how they're going to be a new entity moving forward. We'll see the legal ramifications through Congress and whatnot, but given the fact that, you know, the administration's got their other hands full with Saudi Arabia on other matters, I'm not entirely sure that they're really going to be proactively trying to shut down this merger, even though there there is a case to be made from an antitrust standpoint. I, I do think that there's still ways that, you know, as much as people want to harangue on it, this still goes through. So, yes, there are ways for this to get blocked, but it wouldn't shock me if this goes through smoother than people realize. But, but yeah. Yeah, I think, that, I think it'll go through because at the end of the day, <clears throat> it's money. You know, it's basically, it's basically the greed is going to take over. And I think it's going to go through. The thing that ticks me off, the thing that ticks me off, and, and I don't have any problems with the merging. I, I'm not a big fan of the Saudis, you know, but I don't have a big problem with the two leagues merging because at the end of the day, when I sit down to watch, whether it's golf for basketball or football, I want to watch the best guys. I want to see the best guys. I don't want to see guys setting up certain records and, you know, they're playing against Joe Smoke. I want to see the best guys. Okay. Having said that, the problem I have with, 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 with the PGA is the deceitfulness of the whole thing. It's you saying these people are terrible. They, you know, it's the worst thing. I, they, you know, they're selling the souls for money, all the golfers. And in the meantime, and look, anybody who knows anything about business negotiations know that you don't sit down in two days and do this thing. This has to be said because it's lawyers. Lawyers like pages and pages of, of documents. So this thing has to have been going on some of the time that you, between the time that you 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 are spouting this high and mighty thing, so it just yep. marks a deceitfulness on the part of the PGA. And to me, they hung guys like Rory and Tiger out to dry, you know. And you know, I always view Rory as a kind of dumb guy with, with a lot of talent because. You're saying one thing now, and now that you're saying one thing before, and now that 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 the merger has come, you you say I hate them, but it's a good thing. Uh, you can't have it both ways. It's either a good thing or you hate it. You know, it's 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 it's, it's not that hard. It, it, like Rory, Rory was killing me. Rory was killing me because like I hate them. I hate them. But this is good for our sport. It's good for our sport. Yeah. Like yeah. what? <laughs> Eat your cake and have it too. I mean, come on, give me a break here. And and then it was and then it was a case of uh, 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 talking about the the uh, the CEO for Live Golf. It's like, yeah, he's a very very smart man. He's a good man. And it's like, so so you're gonna bootlick the Live guy that's coming in, and he might be running things. So because of that, you're gonna you're, you're gonna you you're gonna suck up to him now. After for months, he's like, these people sold out for for money. 
you know, it's like, I'll never sell out. It's like, well, now you're technically on their payroll. So what, 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 what are we doing here? It's like, well, I don't like it, though. But I think it's good for the game. <laughs> it's like, it's a- I'm telling you, it's a classic talk on the both sides of your mouth. You know, it's, 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 and look, like I said, this is your work. This is your job. This is where you make your living. And you're always supposed to put your best interests first. So it's not like you're going to say, I'm done playing golf. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to go walk on Wall Street. You're not going to do that. Okay? So, yes. You may not like it, but all you got to do is stay quiet. Just stay quiet. But that, but that's uh, the thing. Okay. No comment. No comment. But so, it, it, I will know you're pissed off by how you, you, you take. You don't have to say anything. I, I'll get it. You know? But to, to, to run your mouth about how much you hate them... And two sentences later saying, but, but it's good for the game and the guy's a good guy. You sound stupid. It, it, yeah, go ahead. But yeah, that's the dichotomy though, because you know who we haven't heard from yet? Tiger. Tiger could have made a billion dollars from Liv by switching and he stayed loyal to the tour. Yeah, he and Rory did this separate golf thing. Which was a cash play that the PGA Tour, uh, like, like, uh, uh, granted to them. Like, they, they got the leeway and he got to do his things. But, you know, realistically, if Tiger had an inkling that this was going down and he could have made the money from Liv, and, you know, we'll see where Tiger is at this stage. I, you know, basically, we both think he's basically retired at this point with that latest leg injury. Like, you know, He's not really he's not really competing to take down records or majors. He's just playing because he loves playing the game. Yeah, yeah, but it's yeah. like, you know, if you get another billion dollar payday, like yes, he's a billionaire, but yeah, if you get another billion dollar payday like the way the way Ronaldo got, what, you think he's going to pass that up for his kids? Like this is the thing that I don't understand with the people who say that, you know, you can't you can't and believe me, I get, I get the standpoint from those impacted by 9/11. I get I get it. I get it. We're both New Yorkers. Like I get it. But like for the outside world who are haranguing about the players and taking money, it's like they're trying to make the best business decision for their families. That's it. It's like yes, Tiger doesn't need the money, but just because you you don't need the money doesn't mean to say that you know. Principally, like you think the PGA Tour is so much better and high mighty versus live, you know. Again, I'm curious to see what Tiger's stance is because part of me, reason why I think Tiger hasn't spoken out about this is he's laying low. He's not happy about the fact that the PGA Tour told him, you know, essentially it's like, okay, we're gonna give you X, Y, and Z to just stay here, do not go because I still think he worked out a side deal with the PGA. That was always my thinking, because this is what I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna say what I think happened. Either he did it already, or he's in negotiation. Because there is no way, no way that Tiger wouldn't be pissed off. Because forget if you need the money, it's business, 
and you got offered a billion dollars, you said, no, I'll stay here. I have all my, you know, all, all my titles here and everything. My records are here. I, I, I like this because this is what I said when the lift thing came up. When they, when they said how the format was going to be and thing, I kind of said, that, that, that kind of sounds like the XFL to me. I am, I don't know about that. You know, and I watched a couple of tournaments and I didn't like the way it was going. It was like, it was like an NBA All-Star game, I thought. It's not serious, serious golf. Yeah. So it didn't really, <clears throat> it's not that I was prejudiced or anything. It just didn't grab me. I didn't think it, it pulled me into to sit and watch a whole afternoon of that. I, it, it just didn't. Okay. All right, that's why when they talked about banning the guys from playing the majors, I didn't like it. I thought even if I got to see these guys one, you know, four times a year, I still want to see the, the, the competition among the best. So I think that's why Tiger stayed. But <clears throat> if you're telling me that the PGA cut this thing, and like I said, Tiger's not stupid. He had to know that while these guys were talking to me, they were actually talking to these guys too. Yep. And if he wasn't a party to that, oh yeah, he'd be really pissed off. So they would have to buy his silence from him not ripping them to shreds. Yeah. Because he might not need the money, but it ain't mean that he don't like the money. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Because that, that's, that's the long and short of it. It's not that he needs the money. But no. if there's, because again, was not Nike gonna drop Tiger if he went to live? Really? You think Nike's gonna drop Tiger after everything Tiger's been through? You think Nike's gonna drop him over that? No, no. no. So yeah, it's like some some of the other golfers. Yeah, they lost their sponsorships, but they're not like it's like comparing any other golfer to Tiger is just like comparing an ant to an elephant. It's just like it's. Just, it's just it's just not a it's not a comparison. So to me, that's why yes, I think Rory got played for a sap. But to your point, Rory is the kind of guy who would be a good patsy because like he was he was being he was he was doing he was do being like the attack dog for the PGA from a PR standpoint. And now with how this all played out, he looks like a schmuck. Yeah. You see, it, it, it's, it's, like I said, it's, look, don't say too much. And I thought, I thought, no, I didn't see this coming. I, look, I knew the PGA was deceitful. I didn't think it was this deceitful. I always thought sooner or later there would be something worked out. But I'm thinking, Next year, the year after yes. that, you know. While you, I mean, it's the classic talking out of both sides of their mouth. The PGA is telling you, oh, hold fast and whatever and this. Da, 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 da. And in the meantime, like I said, you, they cannot, there was no way they can sell to me that they should, oh, um, they just called me and 
you know, two days ago, and uh, I figured it was a good idea, and, uh, and we worked it out overnight. That is one of the biggest bullshit you would ever hear if they kind of try to make it look like this thing just happened. You know, there's no way this thing just happened. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, they don't want to answer the question of how long they've been negotiating this. Because the the thing of it is, and it's what's so, like, deceitful and sickening about it is you use 9-11 families in your hyperbole of a sailing live, and again... We we don't know like like yes we know it, it, Saudi Arabia is doing their sports washing through the PIF which uh, owns Live and it's like yeah we we like there are there are always connections to Saudi Arabia to nine eleven but you literally brought that up as saying we have to stand our ground as Americans and we, we we're, we're resisting Live meanwhile you're negotiating with the same these same people behind closed doors like. That that's the thing that like triggers me so much with Jay Monahan. It's like it's like because he's like, yeah, I'm prepared to be called a hypocrite. You think really? You you think it's like it's like you know you know what Jay Monahan comes across as. Um, you know, like when when uh, when they uh, when they show this uh, those stupid episodes of Maury Povich, and it's like uh, um the uh, 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 this. I I I cheated on my best friend uh, with her boyfriend, and and then they bring on the boyfriend, and it's like, the, 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 yeah. and, and then you get Jay Monahan coming on stage as the boyfriend is like, yeah, I double dipped, so what? And then he's like celebrating and dancing all over the stage like an idiot. Like that's what Jay Monahan comes across as because he was two timing everyone, and now like after the fact, he's like, yeah, you can call me a hypocrite, so what? I I did it, I did it. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's it's this. Look, let me tell you something. If the PGA had stayed firm, even though I, you know, the PGA is a bunch of deceitful because they 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 they, they allow that racial discrimination to go on for years, you know, at Augusta and all of these different places. So you know that they're deceitful. Yeah. Okay. We got that. We got that out of the way. So even if they had stayed on that high and mighty path, even though we know they're full of shit, but even if they had stayed on that path and just ah, we're not gonna deal with live and blah 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 blah, and for years never did it, even though I would still think they're full of shit. At least you gave the appearance of giving a shit. I know you don't give a shit, but at least you gave the appearance of giving a shit. But to do it as blatant as this, I mean, yeah, I know everything is being watered down lately, but Jesus Christ, yeah, yeah I mean, that's ridiculous. That, ridiculous. That's and the thing. <laughs> for that guy, and let me tell you something, it's the worst, the worst statement I ever see for anybody who's selling out. <clears throat> it's. It, it, I would love to see what Saturday Night Live do with with, with, with something like that. You know, I, I would love to see what they would do with it because watching him on that, watching him on that press conference, it's like <laughs> you're kind of looking, you're kind of looking for the mic. You say this, this is a joke, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm being pumped. <laughs> 
That can't be serious. I'm I mean, telling you. I'm telling you. No shame. I. I that's oh. what. That that that's what that's why I thought I I thought of it as a Maury Povich episode. He just comes on the stage and is just like yeah. he's doing his little dances and like yeah, like I, I yeah, I did all that. I'm telling you, and that's what I say. I laugh with Rory, but I always I've always never considered Rory a really really smart guy because after watching that, I don't understand how you make that. Thing was, I hate him, but I love him. I hate him. I love him. It, it's 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 just it's it's a joke. It's it's an absolute joke. <clears throat> and I mean, yes, they're, they're talking about like the guys who stay, maybe getting some type of equity deal, this, that, and the other. I'll wait till I see it because you could say you're getting equity in the entity moving forward. I want to see what percentage share of equity. Those those PGA guys get compared to how much money the live guys got to go in the first place because the time value money favors the live guys by a mile. It is not even close. If it was the Saudi, if the Saudis are saying we'll compensate the guys who stayed in the PGA, oh yeah, if if I'm if I'm a PGA guy, I'm glad because the Saudi just they printed money, so they they just throw money at with the PGA. With those guys, you want to trust that they're actually going to compensate you? More than I'm with these guys? You got to be kidding me. I'm, <laughs> trust me, I'm, you're biting every dollar. Every dollar, you, you, you got to bite it. <laughs> it's, it's good. You know, please. I I would not. I Like I said, I think they're going to have to give Tiger money, and they're going to have to give him a lot of money to, to, to suit his feathers. But those are the guys, the Joe Schmoes. I don't know about that. You know, Rom, Rom would probably get, yeah. But I don't know about those other guys. You know, uh, you know, twentieth rank, thirtieth rank, eightieth rank. I don't think those guys are getting anything. Yeah. Trust but the, but this, this is why it's like it's technically a first mover advantage to live guys, you know. Yeah, and there was a side like, oh, some of those live guys aren't gonna come back uh, to the tour. It's like, yeah, some of them probably aren't because they weren't good enough to still be on the tour. Like there was a lot of dead weight on the PGA tour that got cleared out by some of those guys switching over to live. So so they got their retirement packages like Sergio, like like it was like. You know, like some guys were not relevant anymore, like Sergio. Yeah, that, you know, there's guys who uh, have been there a long time and, you know, but they're not going anywhere. Yeah. It's so, um, yeah, you're right. It might, it, 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 it served a, a, a good purpose because. When 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 the smoke clears and it, it, thing, it probably will have a better feel, you know, because some people be playing on Sundays at the local country club, you know. But um, they there's so many guys on the PGA tour that uh, when 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 you looking. When you're looking at the leaderboard, you never see their name because they, they don't go past 50. Yeah, you know. 
they don't go past fifty. Hey, we we made the cut. We did. We hey, we we. We made the cut. That that's what counts. We made the cut. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's um it's uh you know it's 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 ridiculous. But um like 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 I said like like I said I don't mind you know I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot the TV you know I'm gonna just take a, a thing and shoot the TV. Either that or I'm going to have to stop watching uh, the news channels because if if I got to sit and watch Marco Rubio and, and <laughs> Lindsey Graham and them what? 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 make these kind of... And look, let me tell you something. I don't care whether you're a Trump guy or, or, or a thing guy. Some things make sense. Some things don't make sense. And I don't know if these guys... It's, you know what? That's the same shit that I'm talking about with Rory. I don't know if when you made those statements you ever heard yourself of how dumb you sound in people's I'm, I'm 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 telling you, some guys just love carrying the water for other people. That's what, that's all it comes down to. It's, you know, like I just hear Marco Rubio saying the reason he wanted to bring the charges is that uh, you, you, you know you're gonna divide the country because. Of, Hey guy, did you remember January 6th? <laughs> just, just like it. Could it get any worse than that? Oh god, it's just. And they didn't charge anybody then. You just lost an election. Uh. So if, 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 I mean, I'm, guys, people with sense watches you. Do you have any kind of shame? Nope. Nope. Stay on message. <laughs> I have no shame. But yeah, no, that's that's the thing. It's like we got a lot of that going on, and that's why that's why that Rory thing. Like it just, <laughs> I just had to shake my head. But um, Gally, before I let you go though, uh, I know you said this series was basically uh, was over from game one, but we got we got we got we got we still got game five of the NBA Finals tonight. Do you think the Heat? figure out some magic bean to somehow extend this series no <laughs> the, the Nuggets could lose the game the Heat can't win the game if you, if you understand what I mean oh yeah the Nuggets can lose this game tonight but the Heat can't win it well that that, that, was, that was game two the Nuggets lost yeah. game two by yeah. like just like you, you know just not bringing energy like the Heat the Heat basically hung in there long enough and let the Nuggets short circuit themselves in the second half, but they're, they are overmatched. They are overmatched. Uh, they, they, they. And let me tell you something. It's it's like the other night. As soon as you you realize, um, oh my God, why am I blanking on the guy's name? Who scored? Uh, oh uh, well, once Jokic went out with the foul trouble. No, not wh- Jokic. I'm talking about. The other guy, the other guy. Um, oh, uh, Murray? Not Murray. Um, oh, Aaron. Well, uh, you were talking about uh, Bruce Brown scoring those extra points right. for the Nuggets? Brown, Brown and, 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 and the it, other guy that scored 20. Well, yeah, yeah. Aaron Gordon just went off Aaron of the. Yeah. Once Brown and Aaron got. Uh, you would, 
you can just turn off the TV and go 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 sleep because it, you know it was over. Yeah. You know. You know because they had no answer for that. Uh, so, like I said, Denver can lose this game, but uh, there's no way that he can win this game. Uh, they, they, there's nothing they can do. They just go out and play for four quarters and then make sure they have their golf clubs and everything and go 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 take 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 the vacation you know, yeah, well, well, that, well, that's that's kind of where I've been feeling for a while now. I, even when the, the Heat won Game Two, I kept looking at this. I'm saying, "Wow, Jimmy Butler's ankle is not getting any better. He's got no explosiveness. He, he like the the 50 point game. Maybe maybe he shocks me tonight and just pulls out a 50 point game just through sheer will and just try to take jumps. But it's like he doesn't have the lift or the explosiveness." So realistically, he's he's having to take all the like essentially tough shots because he can't do anything to get himself open more. He's he's having to be more crafty and like try to do the pump fakes and try to draw fouls. But it's you know when he's getting his points, yeah, he's getting he's getting his uh, tw- uh like twenty five to 30, like in close to thirty points. But it's hard points. He's not getting any easy points. And with the Nuggets. They get a lot of easy baskets. Like that's the thing. It's like the Heat have to work hard to get their baskets. The Nuggets do not have to work nearly as hard. It's like Jokic is such a cheat code because of his court vision, and you can't defend. It's like you know, Spolstra like said it. It's like you know, to the untrained eye, it's like yeah, we could try to make him a score, but you know, there's a lot that goes into it that to to force that. It's like they they try playing the zone. And then Denver started making the adjustment where Jokic goes into the high post and still is able to make the passes that, you know, what we don't see with NBA centers. And, you know, the, the, the you were making this joke uh, offline, but like you know, like a couple of days ago, you were making this joke is that all these people sounding shocked. Uh, it's like, man, we've never seen passing like this ever. And it's like, that's because all these people like either weren't alive or just ne- were too lazy to watch tape of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar or Bill Walton pass in the high post because this is how basketball used to be played. Like be, be, people keep making it sense like you don't need a center anymore, and it's like no, the, you you guys are saying you don't need centers, but that's not actually factually correct. It's just like it's how you yeah. use your centers. <laughs> Here's the problem. Here's the problem that we have run into, okay? For some reason, in this new age, the new age of technology, people have a way now of um, everything that happened before 1990 is like ancient history and we don't have to check any of that. It's has there's too much of that going on. So nobody, I used to go into this with a guy when I was working and I used to always had to correct him about stuff and he would say things and he used to make definite statements. You know, what happen? and I'd be like, hey, you know, so and so and so and so and so and so, you know, don't say that because, because one day he said, um, um, Jordan had to be the greatest player because he won the most titles. 
has been so laughable that it's like, oh, yeah. man, it's like, man, I can't believe he hits it. Like, you know, he keeps hitting these lucky off ballot shots. And it's like, the, the, he's the two time MVP. He's been doing this for five well, years. Because he's not the two time MVP. <laughs> they just gave it to that big white guy. <laughs> a lot of people is doing. There is a lot of people that kept looking at that. That's why this, 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 this year with the MVP with, with, um, with Embiid, there was a lot of people who made it their life's work to get Embiid that MVP because we couldn't let this white guy win it again. It, it's you know a lot of people like to play the white. Oh guy. yeah, well, well that, that was my whole that was my whole that was my whole argument on that. I got a lot of problems with the with the way yeah with some some of the thing. I, it's not that I'm dumb with the racial thing. I know yeah it's it's a big deal. But let me tell you something. Don't don't move the needle back over to the other side because it's just as bad as where it is, you know, before. Yeah. Now try to go a little center. Yeah, because well, the the, the 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 Embiid folks, I will keep saying this because the MVP argument made no sense to me. It was a clear cut Jokic MVP award. I I said that like going back six like 
I, I was saying this, this was like pretty much Jokic's to lose if the Nuggets are the one seed in the West six months ago. Like, Jokic should have been the MVP. Now, if you wanted to make a case for someone else, you could have made a case for Giannis. You could have made a case for De'Aaron Fox. You could have made a case for even, and I know they would have said it as a homer pick, but it's like Jalen Brunson had a better MVP case with the Knicks than Embiid did, in my opinion. The Sixers were a good team with Embiid not on the court. Like, the MVP is supposed to make the team demonstrably better. Because because they have tarnished the MVP to being the popular player. Yeah. It's not not the most valuable player. They don't have it. That's the biggest problem in football and basketball and everything. Because what you got to say is, where's this team going to be without him? You understand? Yeah. So, you know, and the other thing, it can't just be a scoring. It, it has to be what you do for this team when you're on the court. And look, let me tell you something. If, if I'm voting... There's no way MB would ever beat Jokic in, in, in a thing because he makes it too hard to defend the team. With MB, I know what I can do with him. I know what I can do. <laughs> you know, I can push him out and make sure that he doesn't get those to get inside. Yeah, I can do that. With this guy, it's a problem because he can pass so good he can he can he can shoot so good and he can rebound so good. And and that's a problem. And one of the worst is is the, the is the assist. Because he would stand out there on the court and you just you know they're up by ten and you tell yourself, Oh, he's killing them. And when you look, he only score like twelve points. Is it? Well, how come? Yeah, but check the other guys that <laughs> yeah. he's got eleven assists. <laughs> and, and, and again, it's it, and, and it's not like I'm trying to disparage the other player on uh, players on the Nuggets, but the but the, but the thing of it is is that Jamal Murray has had a brilliant postseason. Paul Pierce made this idiotic statement that like Jamal Murray might be the best point guard in the league, and it, like I, I I like I wanted to like just smack Paul because it's just like stop making outlandish statements. Like just stop. He's a ex. He's an excellent point guard, but he's a scoring point guard. And the thing that Jokic does that helps Jamal Murray quite a bit is that Jokic takes so much attention because everyone's so afraid of Jokic and his passing and all the other things where he catches the ball. It makes it makes the lanes that much easier for Jamal Murray to actually be able to spot people and make the assists. It spreads out the court enough. It makes the point guard job that much easier. And it's not to say that he's not a good point guard. He's a very good point guard. But if Jokic isn't there, it you see how dramatically like the, the court changes on the other side where they have to he plays more of a one on one ISO ball style to create offense because he doesn't have those lane those vision lanes to pass in. So it it, it changes the team. People make those kind of states. It's like okay. It's like um, Jay Will said that, you know, um, Jokic might end up being 
the best big we ever saw at you know passing scoring and 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 Canty had a problem with it and Canty was right go back and look and this is this is my problem they as though people don't go back and and I know I know exactly the I I know I know the exact same you were talking about and now I'm like I love I love Jokic too, but like you can't say that like yeah he might be able to be considered on that level but again you know how hard of a hill that is to climb versus Kareem and Wilt and somebody else. like like that that like that's the that's the thing where it's like. Yeah, you can you can name him amongst those guys, but to say he he could be better than all, no. It's like it's like Jokic would have to do this for another ten years at a minimum to be in that conversation. That's how that's how good those other names are. Like that that's the crazy part. So it's like it's like yeah, you could say like you could project that. It's like yeah, he might be able to do this if he does it for another ten years. That's the caveat that I was waiting for Jay Will that he never did. He's like he just threw it out there. It's like yeah, he might be able to do this. It's like, but there's got to be a qualifying statement to that. There's like there's so much more left to do to even be in that conversation. Like that's the that's the thing that 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 annoys me with some some of these takes is just like they're lazy. <laughs> that's 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 what I that's what I'm saying. People make these statements and and. People who are watching and are lazy to go and do a little research and check, just take them at face value and and then just go about saying stuff. And that's how this kind of crap gets started. There's too much of that in this society that we have now. That's why we're so poor sports-wise, politically, everything. Because people are not checking things for them. They're not thinking for themselves. They just listen to what somebody has to say. And they didn't check things that I didn't bother to read up. I just made that statement. So instead of telling me, hey, Noble, I think you might be wrong, you know, because so and so and so and so. No, Noble has to know what he's saying. And you just run with it. It has too much of that going on now. And, and every time you always... And let me tell you something. That, that day when I was talking about something last week, and I'm saying to myself, this is my problem with sports. I always tell people, I never believe in this thing we're saying, um, oh, he's the greatest. Uh, this one, just say one. So you'll be in there with people. I always say, it only have two people in sports that I ever say is the greatest. Muhammad Ali and Pele. Because before they came, I never saw anybody doing those things as often as they did it. You know, they put a stamp on certain things. And we had great before that, but I, they just were a level above. I've never seen anybody do it like that. You know, but other than that, forget it. You know, forget it. You know, you're one of the greatest. Bill Russell, Chamberlain, you know, all of these guys, all of these guys, just one, one. Because at the time they were playing, oh, 
I enjoyed it so much, and you know. Yeah, but you you, you know you know what some people who are listen are going to be listening to the, uh, this portion of the interview. They're going to be like, "Yeah, that's great and all, but we all know it comes down to LeBron or MJ. That's what it, that's what it comes down to." Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> look, look, let me tell you something. I to me, I always tell people. MJ, in basketball, MJ is one of the most intense competitors I've ever seen. He just, so many times you think, I haven't pinned, I haven't pinned. He, he's dead, he's dead. And he figures out a way to, to get out. So, competitive-wise, oh yeah, he was something. There's, there was no, we'll get him tomorrow with him. So, that I did, I, 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 I think. But to just say the greatest, I always say one of the greatest. You know, I just, this, this greatest thing. And, and this thing where people keep either MJ or, 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 or LeBron, it's like, to me, one of these people when Magic was young, well, I guess they weren't alive. They weren't alive. <laughs> they, 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 you know, I, I mean, if if, and I know they didn't. The, the the television didn't have the speed and the color and thing. That final between go back and watch that final between Michigan State and Indiana State. Magic versus Bird. I mean, you know, yeah, they weren't they weren't chucking up the ball every two seconds from and and yeah, a lot of bad shots, but. You know, I mean, you're talking about basketball. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, it's yeah. like, you could talk about who's the greatest, this, that, and the other, but at the end of the day, it comes down to, it's 5v5, like, you gotta sort through, like, okay, who's in your starting five, who you want to match up with, some guys can play with others, others can't, like, do you pair Shaq and Kobe on the same team, and like, how does that team look up, or do you split them up, like... Like there, there are different ways you can kind of go through rosters of greatest teams. That, like that, you if you had your pick of all the greats, but it's a conversation. It's not if if or like if or nobody else kind of statement. Like that's that's where we've gotten lazy in the debate. Where it's just like, yeah, it's gotta be, it's gotta be these two. It's gotta be. There's no other way. It's like they they they, they can win in any era. It's like. So you you don't think some of these other guys, if you took them into this era, they couldn't win? Like, I don't know. It's like I I, I just I honestly believe we've gotten lazy to an extent, but right. you know, we'll, 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 but that's a topic for another time, Kelly. Uh, it's, I'm telling you, I know because we could go on and on about this because you know it's 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 a wide open thing, but I just believe there is. It's it's too quick for some people to just jump up and he's the greatest. It's like it's like when Jordan was playing, like every year in college, the next I Jordan starts playing a good guard, and yeah, this is next Jordan. No, this is the next Jordan. Not one of those guys ever stayed in the NBA. Some didn't even make it into the NBA. You know, so and, yeah, you know, because. I always say, hey, wait a minute. Before Jordan come, I never used to hear anybody saying 
this is the next magic or whatever. But this is a new thing to say, the next this, the next that, the next this, the next LeBron, the next... Why compare? Just just go on what you see. Yeah. You know? And just let the person develop and then we'll see where it goes from there. Well, Don't start putting labels, but we love it. Oh yeah, they, 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 they love, they love, they love to do that. I said it first. I said it first. I think that's the problem. Yeah. I said it first. I'm the first one who. I I saw it first. I'm the first one who saw him. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anyway, Kelly, we'll, we'll wrap this one up. We'll ca- we'll catch up another time. We'll see if the heat. We'll see if the heat actually do something. But yeah, I I've got my doubts. I, I like I said, I will stick with that. That Denver could lose the game. There's no way that he could win this game. Uh, I, I I would stay with my mouth open for a week. You know, if they actually put their stamp on the game and, you know, just run all over his thing. I, I don't see that happen. Uh, I, anytime the, the Denver, it would be a game like game two, where Denver just takes their foot off the gas and lets up and, 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 Miami sneak out of win. But I, I don't see that happening. Yeah. All right. All right, Kelly. You take it easy. Yeah. All right. Have a good one. All right. So that does it for the show today. I mean, in terms of DFS, you know, I'm going to have to do a little bit more digging. I'm probably looking more towards, even though I expect Denver to take care of business. I'm probably thinking of going like a Kyle Lowry captain where the Heat get desperate and even in blowout time, you still get Lowry playing some of those minutes just to try to get the Heat back in it. And that way you can stuff all the Nuggets players you want, but Lowry's cheap enough because the Nuggets players are so priced up at this point because it seems to be a foregone conclusion and we uh, and you build that way, but... Yeah, it, 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 this uh, this series played out pretty much as expected, but uh, you know, it's something crazy can happen, but uh, un- unlikely. Uh, but uh, more to come. A uh, lot, a lot to dive into as well with uh, uh, U.S. Open coming up later this week, and uh, still got Stanley Cup going on. But that's all for now, folks. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all major outlets. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.